now is because of that. Because of prayer, but because of those confessions. And everywhere God's going to take us is going to require more of that and more of those confessions. Amen? All right, enough of that here. Let's get into uh, the book of Isaiah 26, please. Book of Isaiah chapter 26. And I'm going to read just one verse, verse 3. It's our foundational scripture for this little series we're on here. You have it? All right. Let's read it together. Ready, read. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Let's read it again. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Father, today, thank you for the word we're about to receive. I pray that each person that's gathered here and even those who are viewing us online, that everyone today uh, reaches out by faith and pulls on the anointing, pulls on the revelation, pulls on the wisdom, pulls on, Lord, all the things that you want to reveal to us through your word. And I pray, Father, that every demon will, will be put to flight. There'll be no hindrance, no obstacles to the word going forth today. I, I curse right now doctors of demons and seducing spirits that will try to unteach the word of God today. And I pray that your people receive the word of God with gladness and with meekness, knowing it's able to save our very souls. And that, Lord, that, that the people receive this word not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, your word, which works effectively in those who believe. Today we declare that your word works in us because we believe. Have your way today, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. amen. And amen. You may take your seats again. Thank you so much. Today we're on mental breakdown, part four of that. And today we're talking about men pleasers. Mental breakdown, part four, men pleasers. Amen. Now, I want you to, just to note that everything around us, thank you, gentlemen, everything around us, everything in our environment, everything in the atmosphere around us is vying for our attention. Yes. How many of you understand that? Yes. How many understand that psychologists say that we think seven to ten thoughts per second? Each one of us, we think seven to ten thoughts per second. Now, you may say, well, I'm not thinking about anything. Well, even though you may not be intentionally thinking about something, subconsciously you are thinking about a lot of things. Right now you're, you're assessing me. You're looking at me. You're, 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 your eyes uh, are receiving information. It's going through your eyes to your brain. Your brain is processing the color of my suit, the color of my shoes, uh, you know, my hair length. My, uh, you're, you're thinking about all kinds of things. You're, you're assessing the temperature in the room. Subconsciously, you're doing that right now. You're assessing how long is pastor going to be up to date. You're trying to adjust yourself like, okay, what, I, what am I in for? What have I gotten myself into? Did I bring lunch? You're, you're, you're thinking about all those things. And, and it happens every waking moment of your life. So when you're driving down the street, you may not be intentionally thinking about something, but your brain processes that billboard and that sign, that road sign. How many of you all have unintentionally and regrettably read someone's bumper sticker? You're like, oh, I can't unsee that. I can't unread that. I just cussed. <laughs> and it wasn't, wasn't you that cussed. You read somebody. You weren't trying. You didn't, you didn't know they were going to have a cuss word at the end of that sentence. But your brain is constantly functioning. You're constantly processing information. You're, you're constantly assessing uh, what's around you in your environment. In fact, in the education system, there's something called environmental learning. 
How many ever heard of that in environmental learning? In environmental learning, it's, it's, it's really a, a great asset that we have uh, that we use for children to help, help children learn how to read, help children learn how to, com how to compute, L help children learn how to, how to function by uh, environmental learning. My, my parents, before I was even in, uh, pre well, I never went to, went to preschool, but, but before I went to kindergarten, before I got there, my parents were teaching me how to read by, if we, if we go to McDonald's, I'd have to read it. If we were in, in the grocery store, I'd have to read all the things that were on the grocery store. I'd have to know was $2.52 more or less than $3.78. Environmental learning. Which one costs more? It's Because our environment is full of information. You see that? So what I want you to understand is everything in the environment, though, is actually vying for your attention. Over in the book of Ephesians, I think it's 2-2. I'm not sure if I wrote it down. Uh, I gave it to you all. To not, maybe not. I think it's 2-2. Uh, yeah, y'all have it already. Uh, it says that Satan, I'm just going, well, let me just read it. It says, in which you want to walk according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. Satan is the prince of the power of the air. That word air uh, is a word. I won't give you the word it is, but I'll give you the word it, that that word comes from. It comes from a Greek word, ami, A-E-M-I, which means atmosphere. So everything in your atmosphere, everything in the environment, Satan is ruling that. And so what he's doing is using all the information he can, everything in, a, in our environment to get information to us. That's why the Bible tells us 2 Corinthians 5, 7, to walk by faith and not by sight. Why? Because if you walk by sight or by the sense realm, all the things in the, in the sense realm are vying for your attention, and you'll make adjustments based on that. Make adjustments based on how you feel. Adjustments based on how you see. Adjustments based on what you hear. So the devil manipulates because the whole world is under his control. 1 John 5, 19, the whole world is under the sway or the control of the wicked one. Am I right about it? So because of that, he's using, I told you, mass media, mass communications, and by that he creates mass hysteria because he's pumping information. I mean, you want to, you know, we talk about watching the, you know, sports, watching the NBA or NFL, whatever you're watching on television, and in between the, the game, there are these commercials that come on for, for prolactophil and going to tell you, well, you know, nine or ten people are suffering from this, and if you take this, it's going to change things, but you might have this over here and that, you know, and whatever, and if you have, now, now, now they're telling people, you know, now if you have an earache, that's an indication of COVID. Dog, yeah. oh, well, now an earache? Not the fact that you went swimming, not the fact that you slept under a ceiling fan, and just, not the fact you already had sinus issues. See, so what my point to you is, and you, you, you know, you read a magazine, or you just, I mean, billboards that tell you, you know, three out of four people die of a heart attack while they're driving down 275. I'm like, what? 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 So the, everything in the environment is vying for your attention, trying to feed you information that will get you in a, in a panic mode. Are y'all with me on this here? Yes, trying, trying to, here's a word, discombobulate you. <laughs> Satan's trying to discombobulate you. Everybody say discombobulate. discombobulate. Spell it, Pastor. D-I-S-C-O-M-B-O-B-U-L-A-T-E. Discombobulate. Got it? Okay. Y'all check it. Okay. That word discombobulate, it, it literally means to confuse. Yes, sir. 
It, it means to upset. It means to disorient. That's what discombobulated means. It means to be confused. To mean, means to be upset. Like thing, not, not, not mad, but things just turned over. Like you're like, whoa, kind of jarred you. Or to be disoriented. What happens when you're disoriented? You don't know if you're going or coming. You don't know up from down. You ever, you ever been driving down the street and this is for all the cars had, you know, north, south, east, west combos on the car. And before you had your GPS and you got turned around and didn't know where in the world you were going. And you, you, you were driving 15 miles the wrong direction. Wow, what happened? You got turned around and got disoriented. How many of y'all, you, you, ever, you ever played, um, uh, what's the, uh, with, with the, the, the pinata? And they blindfold you with, with the pinata, give you a stick. That's dangerous, that's stupid. I don't, that, that's got to be the most dangerous thing in the, on the planet to, 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 to take a person, blindfold them, and then spin them around 12 times with a stick in their hand. I mean, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to put the stick in, I'm going back, way back. Because what they're doing is they're discombobulating that person. They're getting them disoriented. Then everybody laughs. <laughs> Look at them trying to hit the stick, trying to get a prize. That's exactly what the devil's doing to people is he's put a giant pinata out there, blind, blindfolded them. The Bible says the God of this age has blinded their minds. They're blind. And then he gets all information to get people spun around, disoriented, Trying to get a prize, trying to get success, trying to get prosperity, trying to find happiness, trying to find peace, trying to find joy. And the devil, all his imps are sitting back there laughing. <laughs> and he got a giant video in hell just laughing at you. Do y'all see that? So that's what he's doing. I remember years ago when the internet, remember Al Gore invented the internet? He <laughs> said he invented the internet, man. I'm like, man, well, I don't know what's wrong with your brain. So when the internet came out, they, they began to call it the information superhighway. Remember that called it? The information superhighway. And so now you can find all the information you want. Something you don't know, you just pop your phone now and, okay, Google, or Siri. I don't know how y'all could be serious with a name like Siri. And you ask a question, and the information is, comes right up. And so what, happened, what has happened is people have now come down to information. Now, the body of Christ was not designed to live by, operate on information. We were designed to live on revelation. When God put Adam and Eve in the garden, Adam and Eve discerned. They didn't learn. Y'all better wake up this morning. They were not learners. They were discerners. They operated by discerning things. God brought all the animals before, before Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called them, that was his name. How did Adam know what to call animals? He didn't know the phyto class, genus, species, kingdom, all that kind of stuff we all got to know in, in biology. No, he just, orangutan. And God says, that's right. Giraffe, you got it. How do you know that? He's discerning. 
But when his eyes were opened, in reality, in the spirit realm, his eyes were shut. That's what happened when he got woke and his eyes were shut spiritually. He now has to resort to information. He has to grab everything from out here. He's groping in darkness, you see? And so the body of Christ, when Jesus Christ came, he came to bring us back up. Come on. To revelation. Back up to discerning. That's why the Bible says, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith. Faith does not depend on any information. Faith is all revelation. It's all discerning things. Come on, somebody. Four times the Bible says the just shall live. Come on. By faith. So information can be dangerous. I wish I had three more prayer warriors here. Information is dangerous. And the information superhighway, what happens, people, you get a little pain in your body, and then you go Googling. You go self-diagnose, and then self Self-heal and all that kind of stuff the devil have you doing. And then now, now you know, people, they're going to Google everything and YouTube and, and they're going to find everything. How, you know, I, now I use YouTube, you know, when I need it. Like I, I had to fix my doorbell the other day. I YouTube, how you fix a doorbell? I, it worked. Amen. So I'm not picking on YouTube and Google. I'm picking on us to say that God doesn't want us living on information. Can I, can I show, show you something here? Look at what the Bible says. Look at Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and verse 18. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 18. It says this. Matter of fact, I want y'all to read it with me. Put your eyes on it. Look on the screen. Ready? Read. For in much wisdom is much grief. And he who increases knowledge Oh, wait a minute. For in much wisdom, this wisdom I'll show you here is human wisdom. Not the wisdom of God. In much human wisdom, the wiser you think you are in this world, it says it brings much grief. Y'all wake up now. It brings much grief. And he who increases knowledge, increases knowledge, trying to get all information you can, it says increases sorrow. The more you know, the sadder your life gets. Because God, y'all don't hear me. I'm not telling you to be ignorant and be stupid. What I'm saying is don't depend on human information because that's going to bring you grief and sorrow. Hallelujah. Somebody out here, you might hear me, maybe somebody online, and the moment you heard me say an earache might be an indication of COVID, you start, well, see, now you know that. All of a sudden, now you start, you, oh. Before, I, before you knew that, you weren't even thinking about an earache or COVID. See, but the more information you get, the more grief and sorrow that comes into your life. Boy, I wish I shouldn't go to school. I'm not saying don't go to school. I'm talking about don't live your life based on human information. Because you are going to be in grief and sorrow. We can really say at some point you're going to have a mental breakdown. Scientists have taken their own lives. Am I right about this? Y'all help me out. Scientists have taken their own lives because the more they learn, the more they realize they didn't know. 
they were searching for some particle, searching for, for the God factor, and they were searching for these things, and the more they, they discovered, the more they realized how stupid they were, and they, they got frustrated and took their own lives. So many of this, these things have happened in our, in our history. Because much in much wisdom is much grief, and he who increases knowledge, come on, increases what? Increases sorrow. Look, at, Give me the same verse in Amplified Classic, please. Amplified Classic. Hallelujah. But I'm already preaching better than y'all let know. Y'all catch up with me now. Because I'm, I'm going to keep on going now. It says, for in much human wisdom is much, watch this. Say it again. Vexation. When your soul is vexed, you can't function. You get disoriented. You just, <sighs> in much, again, and the Amplified makes it clear, human wisdom. Because the human wisdom is earthly, sensual, and demonic. So whatever you get from this world system has a demonic bent to it. And if you let that seed, demonic seed, get into your heart, it's going to grow. And that demonic seed that's not anointed, it is, has the anti-anointing on it. Remember that priest time ago on the, on the anointing and the anti-anointing? The, the, anointing, uh, the anointing of God does you good and makes you glad. Right? The anointing of God does you good and makes you glad. So the anti-anointing does you bad and makes you sad. So this sadness comes from that anti-anointing. Satan anoints all his information. I better come on here. Satan anoints all his information. You know Satan was anointed. The Bible called him the anointed cherub. He was the anointed cherub. He, didn't, he, he lost the divine anointing, but he has an anointing. His anointing is what drives people to the Skyway Bridge, what drives people to, <laughs> to take their lives. His anointing is what drives people mad. Because they feed off of this natural information, this natural human wisdom. Let me come on, because... Y'all are already dozing off on me, boy. I'm just, it's just 1220. All right, let me stay back here. Okay, so, so I've got to then make sure then, rather than getting human wisdom and natural knowledge, I've got to look at what I'm giving my attention to. What am I giving? Because remember now, I told you, everything in this environment is vying for your attention. But you don't have to give your attention to anything except what you choose. You got it? Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. You know you can see something in, in your periphery? Come on, men. Don't, don't just look straight ahead. Just look straight ahead. Don't, I know you're sitting by your wife. Just tell me, tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. All young men, everybody tell the truth. You see, you see things in your periphery. And, and the, the, uh, y'all sisters just act like y'all not here. This is just me and the guys. And the way she dressed, she was vying for your attention. Y'all don't say, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm about to get in trouble right now. When she wore those tight pants, she was vying for your attention. Y'all don't say, when she wore low and behold, she was vying for your attention. When she wore low down here, she vying for your attention. Oh, no, that's just how we like to dress. This is our, this men's conversation, right? Y'all just hush. This is the men talking. This is the men talking. When she wore the skirt all the way up here, she was vying for your attention. 
Oh, yes, she was. Oh, no, this is what's in fashion. This is what's comfortable. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No, because you, you didn't wear that when you was washing dishes. You weren't wearing that when you were home vacuuming. You put that on when you was running to the store. Because you hoping, hoping to run up on something. Hoping to run up on something. So, so men, she's vying for the attention. Now, I can see it, but I don't have to give my attention to it. Got it? So when the devil is putting information out there in the universe, in the environment, you can see it, but you do not have to pay attention to it. You can completely ignore everything he's putting out there. I choose not to give my attention to those things. Oh, let me hurry up. Let me hurry up. Oh, oh boy. I know y'all want to quit the church now, but go ahead because I'm going to be all right. Pastor, don't talk about the women like that. Yes, yeah, got to talk about the women like that. Because the Bible says women are supposed to adorn themselves in like holiness. I know it's 2021 and everybody want to wear what they want to wear, but no, God said women ought to adorn themselves in moderation and holiness. Adorn as holy women. Somebody better go back and find out what holy women look like. What? Pastor, pastor, not you, pastor. Yes, pastor. Not in the kingdom. No, this is America, Jack, but you in the kingdom, Jack. And in the kingdom, God makes the rules. Oh, I don't like the church with all them rules. Well, why would the Bible, if, the, if we were to have rules, why would the Bible tell us to warn the unruly? What does it mean to be unruly? It means person who don't follow the rules. God never got rid of rules. Churches made a big deal. We ain't going to be a church with rules. We, no, we can't have all them rules, all them traditions. You follow rules and you drive down the street? You know that yellow line? It's only the church nobody wants rules. But those rules, the yellow lines are meant to keep you safe. So God's rules are designed to keep you safe. Men, men, that's what you're gonna say about the men. They know, they know already. Amen. That ain't my point. You get off that, get off that for y'all. I'll walk away. So I got, look, okay, put up Proverbs 4.20, please. Because I got I to gotta make sure I'm not giving my attention to things that are going to bring me grief and sorrow. We're talking about mental breakdowns, mental wellness. So I don't want to give my attention to things that are going to cause me grief and sorrow. That's what's going to cause the mental breakdowns. Proverbs 4, verse 20. My son, give attention. Here it is. To my words. 
the word of God. Incline your ear, come on, to my sayings. Keep going, verse 21. Do not let them or the words depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Keep going. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. One more. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. So my problem is, I gotta, is what I'm giving my attention to because whatever I give attention to now fills my heart. And when I have issues in life, the issue in my life is coming from the issues in my heart. Can the church say one amen? amen. Thank you, Lord. This is good to me here. Oh, don't, don't be angry. Just, just go with what I'm saying to you. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. See, all the issues of life spring out of your heart. So whatever I give attention to fills my heart. So if I fill my heart with information from the world, human wisdom, I'm letting the anti-anointing seed fill my heart, but all of a sudden I have all these issues. And I told you from the jump, issues, the problem is it's you. Because the first word in mental is me. When you break down the word mental, the first word there is me. So if I have issues, I got to deal with me. If I, can, if, I can, if I can fix me, well, how am I going to fix me? Is you got to redirect your attention. You got to redirect your attention from all the information, all the human wisdom, all the devil's stuff, and redirect it onto the things of God. Spend the time in the word of God, in the things of God. Hallelujah. In the music of God. Boy, 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 boy. I, I hope I got some prayer warriors here. In the music of God, God's music. No, all music is fine. Okay, 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 okay. Then when you cry and when you sad and when you're going through and you want to know why, it's because you've let the seed of that music get into your heart. Pastor, why are you always talking about our music? Because that's the root of your issue. No, this is Neo Soul. You're right, Neo Soul. The Bible says you build yourself up with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, not soul songs. Y'all can be mad all you want, I don't even care. Oh, no, so and so. That's good soul music. That's good soul music. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You gonna live by your soul? The Bible says walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It didn't say walk in the soul. It said walk in the spirit. If you let things satisfy your soul, your soul will be in charge and you'll be discombobulated, disoriented, confused to the point you break down mentally and want to figure out, well, I don't know, well, my, my prayer life ain't like it used to be. Yep. See, like I ain't heard God in 10 years. Yep. 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 Because you got all the stuff in there. It's just music. It's just, okay, oh Lord. It's just movies. 
I better, Lord, hide me behind thy desk, Lord. It's just movies. It's just entertainment. It's just that, Pastor. It's just that. What am, what am I going to do? I don't go to the club no more. At least I got Davin in my entertainment. Yes, that's right. And when you sit there and listen to all, watch all the devil's stuff, he enters in and holds you. That's what entertain means, to come in and hold you. And now you're thinking all kind of racy, filthy thoughts can make no traction in the spirit and wonder why. Baby, it's what you're watching. It's what you're reading. It's what you're listening to. It's who you're hanging around. Some of y'all, you need to clear out your little playlist you got. Clear out your little movie collection. Who you think he is? Don't tell me. I don't, I, I can't. I can't tell you. But you're letting them tell you. You letting the world tell you how to live your life. But your man of God can't say Jack. Something's wrong with that. Because my job as your shepherd is to lead you into green pastures, besides still waters, so your soul can be restored. Y'all young folk better hear me. Y'all young folk better hear me. Don't go to all these trends, all these fashions, all these things that you think is so cute because you see it on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and all that Twitter foolishness. No, don't go by that. Get in the Word of God and find out how am I supposed to live. I don't want to go to that church. Go somewhere. My sheep hear my voice. My sheep know my voice. And the voice of a stranger they will not follow. If you follow a stranger, you and my sheep, get all up out of here. Find somewhere where some shepherd going to lead you into mess in hell. But if you're going to stay here, if you go to hell, it won't be my fault. And if you live like hell, it won't be my fault. Because I'm going to do everything I have to do. Everything God tells me to do to make sure I'm giving you the bone truth. Y'all sit down. God's word is right. And it'll keep you right. right and it'll keep you right oh no Erica Badu do her hair like this Erica Badu is your is your model Jill Scott she seen that nice What's that, N- N- D- what's that, D- Tadashi and Ladisi, Ladisi. Everybody, we had our, our whole, we, one time our whole praise team, music manager, running to the Ladisi concerts. Oh, it wasn't, let us see, whatever, 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 I don't, I don't care. Running our con- oh, no, 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 y'all, y'all sit down, we're not going to do that. See, you can't go and sing and worship before demons' altars. 
and then come in here and go lead God's people before his throne. It ain't going to happen. It can't happen. It ain't going to work. And what happen is you'll try to come in here and emulate and imitate their little movements and their little talks and their little actions and you'll be bringing strange fire in the house of God and God said I ain't having it. This ain't even my subject, Matt. It's not my subject. It's not my subject. mental wellness. But I'm telling you what's happening to the people of God. People of God are being sucked out by doctrines of devils, by seducing spirits. And they've, they've left the old landmarks that their fathers have set. I don't like no tradition. Traditions were keeping us safe and helping us walk holy. It's 2021. It's still 66. 39 and 27. All of them. All of them. in my blood. It's still right. Because God, God's word didn't change. See? People who lose that, leave that, end up casting off restraints. They, they, they lose their minds. They get disoriented. That's, thank you, Holy Spirit. Remember I said when you're disoriented, you don't, you don't know whether you're going or coming? You don't know left from right, north to south? The Bible says, woe to those who call good evil and evil good. You know how, how a person can go from good, good, and evil, evil, to calling good, evil, and evil good? Because they got disoriented. They got disoriented. They got confused. They got, they got discombobulated. Now things that you grew up your whole life knowing this was wrong. You don't shack up. You don't live together with nobody. All of a sudden now in church, now all of a sudden that's, that's, that's popular? Acceptable? How do, you can't say that. Yeah, problem is you discombobulated. It used to be that a man was with a woman and a woman was with a man, and now in church, that's all right. What happened? The body of Christ has gotten discombobulated. Gender confusion. Yeah, that's discombobulation. That's exactly right. like a man and a woman looked like a woman oh no that's it's now just whatever you feel discombobulated pastor can say nothing about that I doggone show will 
Y'all don't like it. Y'all don't like it. Y'all Just things that just, 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 we didn't do. I, I got a, a boy. See, and I, I'm, I'm learning this here over time that, see, if, if you, if you, if you, if you let a little go, it, it, it'll all just kind of slip. Somebody say something to me in here. Hallelujah. No, you just can't go down those roads. Because there's, there's an anti-anointing on it that is designed to push you to the point where you lose your mind. That's what he's after. You think it's just fashion. It ain't just fashion. It ain't, it ain't just fashion. There's an agenda from the enemy to get you so disoriented. You don't know whether you're a girl or a boy, or you don't know whether you're. That's, that's the agenda. Of, I'm not talking about a oh, man. I'm talking about the devil's agenda. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. When we talk about mental breakdown, we're talking about pessimism and narcissism and perfectionism. It's all about me. It's me, me, me. And I told you, you got to get over yourself. The Bible says you are not your own. You are bought with a price. That means you and I do not have the freedom or flexibility to do what we want to do. That is a demonic teaching he slipped into the church. The church has raised up a generation of people who have this liberty. They call it grace. But the Bible said men slip in these last days and turn the grace of our God into lasciviousness, into licentiousness. In other words, they've turned what God called grace into this loose living. And that is just okay with God because we're under grace. That ain't what, that's, God said, that's not what I said. He said, that's what men, how men turned it into that. That's not what I said. God said, I still have standards. I still have rules. I still have boundaries. But when you become your own God, you're on the way to a mental breakdown. 
Thank you. They put on the screen for me. Jude, Jude 1 verse 4, they put on the screen. It says, for certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men who turned the grace of our God into lewdness and denied the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. People have crept in. These gospel artists, Christian artists in the whole Judas movement. I, I might preach it here one day. Who have crept in and are pied pipers leading people of God into a looseness, into a lewdness, into a lasciviousness, into a licentiousness. You can dress any way you want to. Now pastors come and they're going to preach and they got holes all in the jeans. And Pastor, you saying it's something about how they dress? No, I'm not talking about you, how you sit. You can say how you want to, but if I'm going to stand and minister the word of God, I'm going to stand as God's priest. You read God's word, God had a prescribed order for his priest. God had a prescribed order for his priest. Don't come before me anyway. He told them what to wear, how to wear it. Now he didn't tell the people that. Y'all can, can do whatever you want out there. People, that's what he told you. But my priest. Well, that's a whole other level of getting under. The if everybody understands we are all royal priesthood, then everybody understands. Wait a minute. There's a certain way God wants all his priests to operate. See? But when, but when I'm all about me, then it's how I feel. It's what I want. It's what, what I'm comfortable with. Hallelujah. That's why we got the policy even in our ushers. Hey, y'all guys, don't, don't come in no earrings on. Anybody serving the ministry, don't I want those earrings on? Has, has that been our policy? Why? Because I learned, I was raised, earrings are for girls. Y'all got quiet, y'all got quiet, y'all got so quiet, y'all got so quiet. But I was raised, Oscar, that earrings were for girls. And the only men who put on any kind of an earring was a man who was committed to being a slave for the rest of his life. That's what the Bible said. That a man, if he, he was going to be a slave and said, and said I don't want to leave your slavery, I want to be your slave the rest, of, the rest of my life, the Bible said put his ear against the wall and drive him all through it and pierce his ear. An earring for a man was a mark of slavery. That's what the Bible said. Well, it's, the two, it's 2021. It's still 39 and 27. Because when you say, I want to do what I want to do, you're headed for a mental breakdown. Before you know it, you'll have on girl pants. Have to slide your little feet, the little pants.
saw the other day, we were in the store, and, and, and Dillard's, they had, they had little cheeky underwear for men. Little cheeky underwear for men? See, because it's a, slip, a steep slippery slope. It starts out as an earring. Before you know it, it's, it's cheeky underwear. Tell me why we don't need fathers. Tell me why we don't need fathers standing up and saying, son, that's not what we do. But we got all these liberties that are anti-Bible because it's 2021. Well, did God change? Well, I'm going to quit that church. Go on. I don't know what she said, but it must have been funny. Narcissism, pessimism, perfectionism. I told you last week. Let me, let me, let me finish this, man. The, the Lord got me over here on the over. Here. I wouldn't even plan on going that in none of my messages. I talked to you last week about the second part of mental is men, and I talked to you about humanism. Humanism. Now, matter of fact, this 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 does work. This goes right along with what we just said. Put that definition of humanism up, please. What humanism is? It's a belief. In the value, freedom, freedom, and independence of, a hum, of human beings. So people want to have this freedom and independence from God. And the Bible tells me to warn you because you're unruly. Just sit there and act like I'm not talking to you. It tells me to warn you because you are unruly. And what happens is unruly people go find somebody on YouTube to validate their unruly opinion. And they're going to find somebody in church in the un- to validate their unruly opinion. Because what they don't understand is they have devolved into humanism. They've devolved into humanism. Still preaching the gospel, but a humanist. Still leading praise and worship teams, but a humanist. Still bishoping and call themselves prophesying. They ain't hearing God the least bit. Because if you can't hear God and stay in line with his word, God ain't talking to you. You prophesying just as much as I'm standing here. I'm going to just stay there because y'all, y'all don't like to sit. Since you're already mad, I'm just going to make you more mad. So we got now what happened with this whole movement is people going in and having all these worship experiences with a bunch of unruly people. I'm going to come down here because y'all ain't. Having these worship experiences with unruly people. And are not in the least bit connecting to God. But they think they've had a worship experience. No, what you've had is a human experience, a soul experience. That's why you got you to go to another one next week. Because nothing was changed that week. You didn't get delivered last week. You didn't, it didn't happen. 
So now you got to go from worship experience to worship experience and find the biggest cult group to have a worship experience. Because you're a bunch of, I'm not talking about y'all, I'm talking about them out there. They're a bunch of humanists parading themselves as worship leaders. Does your Bible not say that evil men and imposters will wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived? Does your Bible say that, yes or no? Evil men and imposters will wax worse and worse. Imposters. Perpetrating like worship leaders. Perpetrating as pastors. Perpetrating as men and women of God. Perpetrating, perpetrating as skilled musicians. They're skilled. They're not Holy Ghost filled. And there's no anointing when you're just skilled. People get whipped up into a soul frenzy. No different than if they went to a heavy metal concert. No different than they were in a heavy metal concert. Do you know that same thing happens in heavy metal concerts? People get whipped into a frenzy. They, get it, they go into trances. They go into different dimensions in heavy metal concerts. It's the same thing, no different. And the body of Christ is being deceived by these deceivers who are imposters. In fact, when the Bible says evil men and imposters, then the King James says evil men and seducers. It's a seducer to seduce you and suck you out of here. Well, maybe I better go and let y'all go now because y'all mad. But you know, mad is, mad is a pit stop on the road to glad. Because if I can make you mad and you turn around, you'll be glad. But if I make you mad and you don't turn around, just gonna be too bad. Who Pastor Think is? To you, nobody. If you can ask that, then to you, I'm nobody. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because I'm not here to please you. I'm here to please him. When I stand before God, I have to give an account to God for how I led you. Boy, boy, boy. I have prayer warriors here today. Do I have security team here today? Let me skip some of this here I got because I, I want to get to because I, I got to close this today. At least I think I do. This humanism put up 1 Timothy 6.20 please in the CEV. 1 Timothy 6.20 in the CEV. I got seven minutes. Let me see if I can finish this up. It says Timothy guard what God has placed in your care. Don't pay attention to Godless talk and stupid talk that sounds smart but really isn't. That's what's getting 
church folk hemmed up. Paying attention to God less. Now, for church folk to pay, att- pay attention to it, it means it, ha- it sounds godly. But in reality, it's godless and stupid. Talk that sounds smart, but really isn't. Are you hearing me? In the King James Version, it says things that are falsely called science. New King James, falsely called knowledge. Amplified, falsely called spiritual illumination. Listen to this. Colossians 3, 2 says this. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Set your mind on things above and not on things of the earth. In the passage translation, the same verse, Colossians 3, 2, I want you to see what it says here. Hallelujah. It says, yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm. And watch this. Fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the what? The natural realm. So the natural realm, this is what I was telling you earlier, the whole environment is full of distractions. So devil, boom, make this happen over here. Boom, makes this happen over there. That's what he's doing here in in the world, on the world stage, the global stage here in America. COVID is a boom, watch this over here. COVID is just a big Boom, watch this over here. Because what, what people are trying, not, trying to get us not to see is what's going on at the southern border. Don't, don't look over here. Look over here. Don't, don't, look, don't look over here. Look, look over at COVID. Look at, all, look at all the pictures. Look at all the people. Look at all, look at all the people. Don't, don't, look, don't look at what's going on over here. Don't look, at, don't look at them importing people. Importing. Importing people into the country. To shift votes. Importing people in to come and bring chaos. MS 13 crime. Look over here, look at COVID. Now we got a whole war going on. Americans are losing their lives in Afghanistan. No, look over here. Look over here. Look at COVID. Look at COVID. Forget the fact that we're now bringing thousands and thousands of people over here and we don't know are they ISIS? or Al-Qaeda or Taliban, but don't look at that. Look at these pictures of people dying of COVID. Now the kids, look at the little kids. Look at the little kids in the hospital. Oh my God. Oh, look, look over here. Don't look over here. All in a plan to destroy this nation from, from the inside out. To bring anarchy, atheism, communism, socialism, and communism into our America and into America and destroy it from the inside out. But don't look at that. Just look over here. Distractions. Thank you, Lord. Now let me let me let me let me give you two reasons why here that you gotta avoid two things you gotta avoid being. 
Colossians 3.2 tells me one of them. Remember, the second word in mental is men. Colossians 3 and verse 22. Colossians 3 and verse 22, I'm sorry. Bond servants, obey in all things your masters. Now, don't, don't y'all get messed up by those words, okay? According to the flesh, here's the part I want you to focus on. Not with eye service as what? Men pleasers, but in the sincerity of heart, fearing God. So I want you to note the existence of men pleasers. Because I want to show you. <laughs> I feel like I worn you out, but y'all just, y'all got a little, little more energy. Because I want to show you what causes mental breakdown. Is when you become a man pleaser. Men pleasers always seek acceptance. Men pleasers always seek affirmation. Men pleasers always seek approval. Acceptance, affirmation, and approval. I need you to affirm my feelings. I need you to accept me as I am. I need you to approve of me. The problem with pleasing men is that men's standards, rules, and expectations keep changing. Oh, boy. That's, that's good right there. Y'all got a little time. The problem with being a man pleaser is that men's rules, standards, and expectations keep changing. I mean, if you're, just talk, you can talk about relationships, just one-on-one relationship with a person, a husband, a wife, or a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. You know, the person, the rules change somewhere mid-game. Standards change. Expectations change. Or you think, okay, I mastered this one, okay, then, but then now it's a new person, and you find out that new person's rules are different. Their standards are different, their expectations are different, and now, now, now you're, you're, you're do- dancing a jig, trying to, trying to please the one, because I, I thought this is what you, no, no, my, I don't want that, I don't like that. You get discombobulated. You, you get disheartened, you get discouraged. Because you're trying to please, you're trying to, to please somebody, a, a person, and come up to their standards and their rules and expectations. But the problem is you never know what they are. Because even if, even if they lay them out for you, they change. Men, men, when I say men, I'm not talking about men, male gender, I'm talking about men, mankind, are flighty. Meaning people, they're one way today and... They go next week, go on vacation, come back there a totally different way. You're like, what in the world happened? They changed. Why? They saw something that influenced them. They got a new piece of information from somewhere. They went on the YouTube and saw somebody say something or whatever, and now they changed. So, so now, y'all, don't, don't be looking at your spouse all crazy. I'm just talking about, I'm talking about in life. 
one of the things that will frustrate you and discourage you and eventually discombobulate and disorient you is always trying to please men. Because if you're a person who is, you're a man pleaser, you'll try to please everybody. If that's the character or the, or the type of personality that you have, the, t- the type of, uh, I'm going to just say this, weakness that you have, then you'll try to please everybody. And there's no way in the world you can please everybody. You'll frustrate yourself. Try, because you know what? People are different. And here, here it is, you're trying to please Deacon Robert, and what you did to please Deacon Robert makes Deacon Mac mad. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Deacon Mac. Okay, I'm going to do Well, then Eve finally you tried to please Deacon Mac, and then all of a sudden now Joel's upset. Right. 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 Lord, that's you, that's you just throw your hand, Lord. I don't, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one of the reasons people go to a buffet restaurant. People just pick whatever you want. Just, just get whatever you want, because I ain't got no, you ain't got to worry about, you know. I mean, how hard has that been, husband and wives, are you trying to choose on a restaurant to go to? My wife and I almost did that again a couple weeks ago. Road, we were on the, on the road, I just, I pulled over. I pulled, uh, last Friday, I pulled over. I'm not about to drive this whole town again trying to figure out what you want. Problem is, I don't know what I really wanted. But I was, I was suffice just to whatever you want, I'm going to eat what you want because I'll eat anything, just about. But if you are a man pleaser, then what happens is you will do things that don't even make you happy. And you'll be the constant, listen, you'll be the constant compromiser. The constant compromiser and will be unfulfilled, dissatisfied, and eventually you can, your, your, your soul can only take so much of never being satisfied. Your soul can only take so much of always giving in. Your soul can only take so much of you trying to juggle between these two sets of friends. I got this set of friends over here who we like to go and do this, we like to go and do that. This set of friends over here, they say, no, we can't do that. We're going to do this. And now you're, trying, you're, trying to, you're in the middle trying to please both of them. Now you look like you have a split personality. Come here, come here, Paul. Come here, Paul. Paul had to get on Apostle Peter about that. Because, because when, when Paul and those guys got born again, got filled with the Holy Ghost, they got over their racism and went from walking with just the Jews to not walking with Gentiles. And Paul was just fine with it. And in fact, Peter got over it because God got him over it. So Peter's walking, he hang with the Gentiles, doing Gentile things. I don't mean sin, I'm talking about he, he wasn't having to do the whole Jew law thing, rituals and stuff. So he got over there now hanging with the Gentiles. All of a sudden, one day, the, some Jews show up in town. Now he switched out. 
Now he won't, won't go into Gentiles because he don't want the Jews to see him hanging around the Gentiles. What are they doing? He's trying to please men. But God was pleased when he was hanging with the Gentiles because God had called him, go down to Cornelius' house and give him the gospel. But So what happened when he started trying to please men? He stopped pleasing God. Oh, my, 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 my. Two-Face. Split personality. Dicycles. Double-minded. Unstable in all his ways. Men pleasers eventually sacrifice honesty, dignity, and integrity. You can't please God. Please God. Uh, men pleasers eventually, eventually. Because if you're going to please people, you're going to eventually sacrifice something. Either your honesty, your dignity, your integrity. If, you make, if your lifestyle is all about making everybody happy. Now, I'm not talking about you becoming a jerk. I'm not talking about you not bringing happiness to people's lives. I'm talking about where you begin to leave serving God and seeking what God wants and always trying to do what pleases everybody else. Put Galatians 1.10 on the screen, please. Galatians 1.10. I'm going to finish, boy, because some of y'all now lean back in your chair asleep. Galatians 1.10 in the CEV. Galatians 1.10, CEV. This will help, help call people. Give, give me the CEV, please. Paul says, I am not trying to please people. I want to please God. Can y'all say that with me? I am not trying to please people. I want to please God. Now, when you please God, God's people will be pleased. I'll come over here because y'all don't like that. When you seek to please God, God's people will be pleased. Understand, if what you're doing to please God makes people unhappy, they're not God's people, and you ought to get away from them as fast as you can. He said, I'm not trying to please people. I want to please God. Do you think I'm trying to please people? He said, if I were doing that, I would not be a servant of Christ. You can't serve Jesus and please people. Give me that same verse in the easy to read. Easy to read. Boy, I'm, I'm, I'm going to shut it down on y'all. Easy to read. Easy to read. Galatians 1.10, E-R-V. Says, now, do you think I'm trying to make people accept me? Now, notice this new word here, accept. No, God is the one I'm trying to please. Am I trying to please people? If I wanted to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. So I want you to see here this word accept. People spend their lives trying to get people to accept them. And you end up miserable. So when you're trying to get people to accept you, you'll make all these adjustments. And you lose your own identity. You lose who God called you and destined you to be. You leave the assignment that God gave you because you want so-and-so to accept you. One more, one more place. Uh, uh, same verse, the Good News Translation. Same verse, Good News Translation. Just watch what he says here. 
Does this sound as if I'm trying to win human approval? See a new word here? Approval. Human approval? No, indeed, what I want is God's. Say that. What I want. Say it again. Am I trying to be popular with people? That's a big question. Because all of social media, people are driven in trying to be popular. When I post my picture, how many likes did I get? You know, there, there are youth, not only youth, but adults who've committed suicide saying that they were being bullied. In many cases, it wasn't that they were, they were being bullied. is that they were not getting enough acceptance or approval from people. Let me help y'all because some of y'all, some of y'all, you know what I'm saying? Everybody wants to use the word bullying. It's not that you're being bullied is you didn't get what you were looking for. Now, I'm not saying all, because there are legitimate cases. I'm not trying to to diminish that case. There there are cases like that, but I'm saying not everyone who claims they're being bullied is being bullied. Many times, you're not being approved or accepted. I I better quit. Not accepted, not approved, not affirmed. And when that happens, people who need affirmation, people who need approval, people who need acceptance, if they don't get it, if people don't cheer them on, people don't celebrate them, It leads to mental breakdown. A temper tantrum is a mental breakdown. And that's the devil's goal is to get you so needy for attention, so needy for acceptance, so needy for approval, so needy for affirmation that you you stop your pursuit of pleasing God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 9. Paul says, whether absent, present absent, I'm making my aim to be well-pleasing to God. I'm making my aim to be well-pleasing to God. Not pleasing to man. If I needed folk to approve me, Lamika, and accept me, and I couldn't stand ahead and say what I'm saying. I'll be concerned about well, I'm going to lose a tither and I'm going to lose a giver and I'm going to lose a, lose a praise and worship leader. I'm going to lose a musician. I'm going to lose the ushers. I'm going to lose it. Listen, in 2012 when everybody left this church, the church split, I was ushering. I was greeting and ushering at the front door. I was doing music all by myself. I'm not beholden to anybody in church. I'm making my aim 
to be well-pleasing to God. Now, if that don't please you, I'm going to say it like I said, let the door hit you where the good Lord's put you. But we're going to go on in Jesus' name because when he comes back, when he cracks that sky, when I stand before the judgment seat of Christ, I want to hear, hear, hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Get on your feet and give God a praise. That's all I'm talking about. pleasing to him. If nobody else will approve me. If no one else will accept me. If no one else will affirm me. As long as when I stand before my father or kneel before my father each day. God, when Jesus Christ was being baptized, when he came out of the water, the Bible said God opened the heavens and a voice came from heaven saying this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. That was at the beginning of his ministry. But you look on near the end of the ministry in Matthew chapter 17, Mark chapter 9. He is there on a mountain we call transfiguration with Peter and James and John and Moses and Elijah show up and God comes again now further in his ministry and says this is my beloved son hear ye him when you please God you're worth hearing I'll come over here when you please God, you're worth hearing. But if you're going to be a man pleaser, you ain't worth hearing. How many of y'all you want to be worth hearing? As a father, I want my, my children to hear me. I want my wife to hear me. Well, I, that means I need to be pleasing to God. Because if I'm not pleasing to God, I'm not worth hearing. Y'all better hear me, dads. Husbands. Moms, if it's just you in the house, and you want these little knuckleheads or whatever you call them to hear you, be worth hearing. How am I going to be worth hearing? Make sure you are well-pleasing to God. We got into the world and we want the world to hear us. You know what makes us worth hearing? And we're pleasing to God. And we provided the world no ammunition. We provided the world with no... My, my, my dad used to say this all the time when I was growing up. My dad was a pastor. He used to say, listen, son, he'd tell the whole church, the world will paint your name, but don't you supply the paint. Can I, do I need to explain it to you? Some of y'all, you're a little slow. In other words, the world, they're going to say stuff about you. But make sure whatever they say is a lie. They got to make it up. 
That means you live so, you walk so. That your life is well pleasing to him and you give them no room. You provide no material for them. And when you do that, you now become well pleasing to God and you're worth hearing. Many times people who we're trying to minister to won't hear us because they're they looking at our lives like. But when you walk with God, I'm going to say this and I, I quit, Pauline. Do you understand then why holiness is so important? Why a separation, that's, I was going to say that, why a separation from this world why you can't look, walk, talk, act like them? Oh, people say, well, Paul said, I became all things, all people, that I might win some. Really? You saying Paul then became a sinner? That's not what he meant. Paul learned languages. Paul, the Bible says Paul went to Spain and ministered. He had to learn some Spanish. He, he ministered in Italy. He was a Roman-born citizen. He ministered to the Gentiles, ministered to the Jews. He was, he was multilingual. When he went around the Jews, he knew there were things he had to do like shaving his head to keep the customs. But when he went to the Gentiles, if they ate some meat, he ate some meat. I became like they were. He didn't, he didn't live in sin. He didn't copy their iniquity. I'm trying to be relevant. You can be relevant and become irreverent. No, we're called to please God, not others and not ourselves. I would just get a benediction here, boy. <laughs> get me an escort off the grounds. But if I leave this planet before Jesus comes and you're still here, you're going to know the prophet has been among you. And I've given you what thus said the Lord. If you want to really, really, really be happy, and God wants you to be happy, I'm going to live this way. I'm going to do what he says. I'm going to please him. And if my mama don't like me, and my brothers don't call me no more, and my cousins don't invite me to the reunion, And my friends cross the road when they see me coming. I do not care. As long as I please him. Who's with me on that? Just tell, tell the truth. Who's All right, Father, tonight, today I thank you that these are people I have delivered what Obviously, what you intended, I didn't know we were going to go this way at all, Lord. 
but you know what is necessary in the moment. And you know the things that are opposing your people. You know the seductions that the devil is bringing. He's, he's trying to, to, to seduce your people. Your word says that, Father, people who get into this way, they, they depart from the faith. We don't want anybody departing from the faith. We don't want anybody going down a steep, slippery slope, down a road to destruction. Your word says it's a broad way. It's a wide gate that leads to destruction. But it's a narrow gate. It's a straight way that leads to life. And Father, I pray that your people be more concerned about life than the crowd. Having life and peace than being in the in crowd and than being popular than having all the followers and likes and subscribers and these temporary things that mean absolutely nothing. What means everything is are you well pleased? Do we have your approval? Your word says we've already been accepted in the beloved. You've already accepted us. But Lord, do we have your approval? Today I pray that each person will make it their aim. According to 2 Corinthians 5, 9, to be well pleasing to you and that God will experience the fullness of your blessing in our lives. I pray for those that the devil may be working on, tell them just forget all that, ignore all that. God, I pray that you make yourself real to them and show them that this is the way. I even pray that you let them see the reality of someone that they're following, they're looking to, they think is all that. Let them see behind the curtain. Let them see the, the, the non-Instagram real story. Let them see what's really going on. Like God, there's so many things that have been exposed right now in the world. People we thought were, had it all together. We find out their lives are disastrous. God, let our youth, let our children, our young adults, let all of the adults, everyone see the reality. The reality that everything that glitters isn't gold. Lord, your word is more precious than gold. I pray you bless your people today tremendously. I give you the praise for these things. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Can you give Father God only the big